0: Welcome to Words of Light with Jim, sponsored by All My Relations in Indianapolis, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. I had an aunt, I remember, as I'm a little, you know, kid, and we went to visit my aunt and I always noticed that her dinners were, let's say, now mind you this is my mother's sister, And how these two women, even though they were raised the same way by their mother, obviously, their cooking was extremely different. My mother's was pretty simple and blasé, I'll call it, where my aunt seemed to always make the dinner kind of like really special. Not that my mom's food was bad, but why was my aunt's dinners always different? And she didn't think anything of her gift to cook, but she did an excellent job of cooking because to her that was something she did naturally without any fanfare. She didn't look for any praise, nothing. She just did it, and that was it. So that would be, I would say, a gift that that lady had. That's my viewpoint of her, okay? Mm -hmm. To think that, yeah, she was a little better cook than my mom was, yeah, there's no question. Not that my mother was a bad cook, but you get the point. Everybody has a gift, and too many people don't realize, back to the simplest, gifts are very important. For instance, my mother's gift was if you came to the house, that was back in the days when the phone was hardly used at all. We, we lived in a, we had one phone coming to the house and it was on a landline where, meaning other, a party line where other people, you could pick up the phone and you've heard somebody's voice, you'd hang up the phone, wait till they got done talking so you could call somebody. <laughs> so you can imagine uh, it was easier just to go to somebody's house and talk and visit with them than try to call them on the phone. So if somebody came to the house, my mother always fed them something, always, even if it was just some cookies. If it was lunchtime, guess what? They got lunch. That was my mother's. You know, it wasn't anything fancy, but she always made sure they got food. So to think, and my own son, Philip, everybody knows Philip, my son, he, who's living with me now. He says, well, you're turning into grandma. That's what he accused me of. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know if to take that a compliment or not. So I, I decide I'll take that as a compliment. Okay. Because he says, you know, I make sure that everybody's it's comfortable and get something, okay? I learned that from my mother. You know, that's the way I treat people. You know, it's just the right thing to do. Everybody, take a moment. If you haven't discovered your gifts, just sit with yourself quietly. Take a breath there and relax. Just relax even more and ask yourself to, like, see yourself doing something that you take very much for granted about yourself. And you might see yourself out in the garden hoeing or planting flowers or doing something simple, and you think, well, yeah, I know I do that. Oh, I asked myself to see myself in one of my gifts. And you will see yourself doing one of your gifts. And you'll take that for granted again. Don't be surprised what you see about yourself. Remember, meditation is only a reflection of where you're at. It's like I'm driving down the highway. Everybody knows about the mile markers on the interstate, right? That's just a, a road marker to tell you where you're at. And the same thing with meditations They're simply to tell you kind of like where you're at in your life right now. It's a self-examination thing, okay? That's really what meditation's about. That's why in our spiritual journey, they talk about meditating as one of the most important things to do. i got people come in a lot of times, well, what should I be doing? I'm just getting started in this. I said, well, they call it meditating, but I'll call it relaxed time. Call it quiet time with yourself. Just sit with yourself quietly and let your mind wander and go where it needs to go. And you might surprise yourself that you get impressions or visions or feelings or thoughts that maybe never came to you before. And again, sometimes, just like a dream, a dream and meditating are not too far apart. They're symbology things, okay? And, And dreams, everybody knows how crazy things are, right? Has anybody ever flown in their dreams? Okay? Mary, have you ever flown in your dreams? Have you ever flown in your dreams? You know, <laughs> Supergirl. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people do a lot of it. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people. Say, oh yeah, they they fly on a regular basis. I think I've done it twice that I can remember, and that's it. And that was really different for me. So, it's just something I don't do often in dreams. So, but everything in or your dream state and meditation is sometimes symbols. Because the universe has a language that doesn't matter which language you speak, translates to the same, it's called a symbology, okay? It's a symbol of something, all right? Just like when you see somebody in your dream that uh, is deceased. Now, that isn't so much a symbol anymore. Anybody that you should see in a dream that's passed over is somebody that actually has died, and they're visiting you. You're comfortable with that, okay? A lot of people say, well, they're dead. Well, yeah, they're they're taking time to visit you. That should be comforting. I hope it is. They're not trying to make you afraid. They're trying to comfort you in some respect. Like, hey, how about a visit? Makes sense, everybody? Just relax. Just, and again, if you meet somebody that you know is alive, for instance, if it was a friend of yours, what does that friend mean to you? It could be, well, that's one of my best friends. Who is your best friend yourself? Do you know that? Because who goes to bed with you every night? And who gets up every morning? I hope you get up every morning. You're look like you're up here, anyways, yourself. So make sure you appreciate who you are. Make sure that you love yourself, no matter how much you don't like something about yourself. Still love yourself because it's important we do that. Very important. If we don't, because back to what we talked about earlier briefly, love is the most important thing we have. That includes loving yourself because there is a saying, it all starts at home, right? So loving yourself first, then you can love somebody else so it works it's so simple some of this stuff it's amazing how simple this is once we get rid of all this obstacles and crazy thinking if you want know to call it of course because some people think we got crazy thinking right i'll buy that i'm crazy at times huh? <laughs> so the programming that you get from the church and organized religion. yeah i call it the system because remember you get it from the schools Yep. your parents, your uh, work, your workplace, because they expect you to do something at work sometimes. Like the, I was told you have to multitask. They wanted us to do t- two or three things simultaneously. That doesn't help you focus. Did you know that? No, and it's been proven that that's a myth. People do not really multitask. So you never do anything really well. You know, you feel like you're getting, you feel like you're getting things done because you feel busy, but it, it's, it's a myth. It doesn't really work. That's that's the the process, the programming that they want us to fall into that Mm -hmm. groove, if you will, to follow the leader. The word free, and that doesn't mean something for nothing. What it means free is you're not restricted. You can be locked up in prison and still be free. It's been proven. And you can be on the streets of life and have no freedom because you think you need to do this or have to do that. You have to follow what everybody else is doing and thinking. You're not free. There's no freedom in following and doing what everybody else Says you have to do now only because society has rules let's say everybody knows you're supposed to go to school till you're 16 right i think that's still the law isn't it yeah it's still a law as far as i know but not everybody stays in school until are 16. now that doesn't make them a bad person because they don't do that in fact i've run into some people that never finished eighth grade now I, th- I consider them pretty smart people i really did i was in fact one of some of the smartest people i've ever run to just barely got out of high school <laughs> You know they, they're no dumb bunnies, but the school doesn't really teach them how to live life. It doesn't. Okay, just like does history teach us anything other than to learn from it? Do we want to do that again? Choices. How many of you have got choices? We all do. So making sure if you say, am I going to make the right choice? A few of us remember our first marriages, right? Was that my best choice? <laughs> no. Mm, I... But I did get a good daughter out. So back to. You got some good lessons yeah, I, agree with that. I always say I learned a lot I, I got if I had an education to do it over i kept a daughter and never married him <laughs> well, because it is, you have to go through that experience it 's called an experience once you recognize it it 's an experience and not a, a let's say a a punishment. It feels like punishment when you're going through it or afterwards, but it 's really just a lesson, and it 's an experience that you will strengthen. You, in the long run, as long as you look at it that way, but if you take it as I'm being punished, then you're being punished. Mm. <laughs> sometimes yeah. those lessons last 50 years, literally. <laughs> I was going to say, and the lessons seem like they keep repeating themselves sometimes. And our journey coming to this world, everybody has a spirit family. There's, I'll call them a spirit family, because there are approximately 20 people that you com- repeatedly interact with lifetime after lifetime, okay? Approximately. It it's not a black and white twenty number people. It varies on the person. That's pre will and choice. So you've got approximately twenty people that you call spirit family. Now, when you came into this lifetime, that doesn't mean any one of those twenty people are with you and your physical family. You might have one or two or maybe none. You can choose to come in as some people may call what the black sheep of the family. You're the odd one the one that's different than everybody else. Because you said, send me down to those people. They need some help. I can go down there and help them out. You rose your hand and said, I know I can help but love those people. They need love, and I can do that. And the rest of your family said, go for it, girl. You do it. Get in there, and you can. We're behind you all the way. We, we we're sending you down there with all our love with you. And so you want to make sure you stay connected to that family out there that other family, the real real family. I'll call it your real family, okay? And you're worried about losing, you never do. Remember that, but because part of you has not felt, like you said, totally connected at times to them, so you have that sense of loss. Does that make sense? Every, it's a feeling, you know? It's one thing to think of holding somebody physically that you think is, you love. I've gotten hugs from people that I could go and hug a, a two-by-four and get more love of it than the person, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. I've also gotten hugs from other people that I felt, whoa, this is really a good feeling. I like it. And it doesn't have to even be a woman. It could just be another person because they're genuinely loving. That's what the feeling is. See, this is all about our feelings, not, not this thing up here. <laughs> that's why I said this gets in our way. It does. And your heart, that's why it's been told, if you want to know the truth, you go to your heart not here and a lot of people say how can you do that well what's that word stop thinking (laughs) good luck on that one especially for some of the you geniuses i'm fortunately not in that category so i can quit thinking a lot of times (laughs) the more that you think the more trouble you get into we've all done it i myself included but what is a blessing is to be able to accept if you can accept then you can process it. Just like somebody hands you something You say, well, what am I going to do with this? Look at it, feel it, see what it does. And then when you're done with it, let go of it. Has anybody ever been handed something that might feel yucky to them so they want to drop it right away? Maybe it's not yucky, <laughs> but because you don't know, and we call it fear. Isn't we... that the brain thinking and not the heart? Yeah, well, it's back to, back to whatever you were told. It's so important to remember that you are always connected to your family. You've never been disconnected. Thank you, God. Oh, my God. They're right here with me all the time. And all you have to do, if you ever feel afraid or lonely, ask them to come sit with you. And trust me, I've sat down and by myself. and I don't care if it's in a chair of any kind. They will sit right there with you if you ask them to. They will. Or they give you a hug. They'll even sit on your lap if you want them to. It's a feeling. You can, I can feel them. A lot of times I've asked for some of my family members, come on, just give me a, a little of attention. And I know you're not going to physically grab me, I know that, but it, it just makes me feel good about you being here. It, it, I can feel them because I know they're there. They're not gone. They're just not any physical body, but they got things to do. So I don't expect them to sit there twenty-four-seven with me. You have a lot of your spirit family with you in your lifetime. Absolutely, I, I, that I would almost guarantee. Everybody has your somebody from your spirit family with you in this physical journey. Absolutely, that I'm absolutely a hundred percent sure of. But they may not be your biological family members. Keep that straight, okay? Because I've seen people that you look at this one person and they don't match anybody in that family. They are. What are you doing with those people? You're, are you lost or what? You know, I, I know Heather's different than anybody in our family, so it's a given that. No, you are. There's no question. I, and I bet you most of you, will. but some of you also can elect to travel with your spirit family, and that's why you'll see some families click. If you want say, ex- everybody seems to just go with the flow, and that can happen, but that's usually a little on the more rare side, really. Okay, because you learn more when you interact with other people. Not that you can't take a journey or two with your family. You know, just think of well, was my mo- was my mother my spirit family? Yeah. Was my dad? Yeah my sister i'm not too sure about it cuz she was different <laughs> my brother i probably was with him many lifetimes cuz he him and i just you know we just went with the flow but they were never they were not allowed to be awakened my mother was but she didn't share it she, and remember we were raised in an era of for most people to talk about psychic or spiritual things we considered evil, bad, So they or crazy, so they didn't talk about it. They just didn't discuss it, okay? So ask that your family be with you, and then you'll start to feel that. You'll start to feel them, oh, now they may never reveal themselves to you, because they could come to you, yes, in a physical form, because they, they are, there are family members here for you. I know there is, but sometimes you're not supposed to have a interaction reaction with them, other than maybe a short visit. A lot of times we're not supposed to spend a lot of time with our family members from the spirit side in a physical form because we learn from different experiences, that makes sense. That's when we really learn. Too many people, and Heather knows, Native American tradition, there is no bad or evil. It doesn't exist. There's only good and others. I call it the good choices and other choices. Just like, you know, I call it our, our first marriage. Was that necessarily good? It was the other choice, right? the lesson. Got it? So, no bad. Give it some time to soak in. Stuff will start to emanate to, back to you. Okay? It well, it'll come. Anybody else got a question? It seemed like the first time you talked about what percentage of the population was awakened. Mm-hmm. You had said at that time it was like 25%. A few years ago it was 25%. Right. And you, I remember your example that if 33 monkeys out of 100 Mm-hmm. can learn it, they can teach the rest. Correct. So that should tell you, as we continue to evolve, this this we're at about 28%, give or take. I, I don't want to make it absolute. But To think from 28 to 33, that's not much more to go. But everybody understands the closer you get to the finish line, the more difficult it is to finally get that last piece in there. So we are going to go through a very massive change, which we are doing right now. That's why a lot of people are waking up. There's a lot of people coming in. And Heather can vouch for it. They're looking for answers. They they, they can't get them out there in the other parts of the world, so they've got to come here, one place. There's no other place to get them. But they're evolving, and many of the people, the people that are in their 25 or less age, there's a tremendous amount of you that are coming in, totally awakened on your journey, and you have missions. And that's a blessing to the rest of us. But you also have... Uh, again, because you, you kind of get stubborn about some things sometimes. <laughs> Imagine that. But because you know you have a, a mission to go on, and, and that's why you're not going to get diverted from the mission. The mission becomes so fixated that you can only function when you're on that mission. Does that make sense? Anybody, what do you call ACDC? I call them people so focused that nothing else matters. There's another, they it be considered... Uh, What's that word they have for them? Uh, Autistic. Because they only can think of certain things at a time. They get so fixated on something, they can't let go of it. And that's why they have been considered autistic by some of the system, and they want to put them on drugs. They're not autistic. They're just on a mission. And to their belief, have to finish the mission. And the mission might be something so simple that we don't give it much credence. As I mentioned, go sit in a room, and if you feel that, everybody in that room could stand a little love and peace. I can sit there and think that to everybody. Now, if they accept it, that's not my choice. It's up to them to accept it, but I can offer it. I don't have to run up to them and say, hey, I'm offering you love and peace, because they might say, oh, okay, buddy, you know, get away from me. But if you do it quietly, they may take it. Give it a shot. Sit and think love and peace to everybody in the room, even if it's one person. I've seen her do it. I, years ago, I was in a restaurant. A lady come in there with her family. This woman, her head was down practically like this the whole time she was sitting there for the first 10 minutes. And I thought, I want to run up and tell this lady that she needs a hug. But I thought, oh boy, that's not going to go over very well here. Total stranger, you know, I'm not going to, that's not going to fly. So I said, well, okay, I'll try something. I never did this. So I'm thinking love and, and love to her constantly. I'm just pouring all that love into her. Next thing you know, I start seeing her head slowly coming back up. And then she finally started talking to her family. It took her about 10 to 15 minutes, but she did it. I thought, maybe this stuff really does work. I had to give it a shot and see what happens. And I've done it for other people, and I've seen it work. But it was my first really time to do it that I could actually see the results. So give it a shot sometime. If you ever see somebody, eh, give them a shot to send them up something you love. Just think it. Just focus on them and think, I'm sending you love. You may be surprised. You might find them responding to it. Give it a whirl. We are in school. We're, everybody knows this is like school right here, okay? Life. But because it's a new school, and we are stepping into some new energy right now. Everybody is aware of that, right? We're getting in some new stuff that has never been sent to this planet before. The universe says they need some help down there. If you guys continue on the path that you're doing, you're going to destroy this planet. And they know that. We're headed for destruction, but because it's not going to happen because it's already started to turn. There is an awakening, a new energy that has brought us into one because we are all one. If we can find peace right now, we have found heaven. Right now here on this planet, peace, is, heaven is really inside of us. As I mentioned, the kingdom, if you will, the kingdom of God is here. Thank you for listening to Words of Light with Jim. Come check out All My Relations in Indianapolis or go online to allmyrelationsindy.com, the largest rock and mineral shop in the Midwest, carrying metaphysical supplies for all spiritual paths. Words of Light with Jim, spreading light for your spiritual journey.